Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio getting ready to record episode number 209. We're going to continue our journey around the field and talking about the defensive responsibilities. So today we're going to talk about shortstop. Before we do that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And please make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save that additional 20% and also support the podcast at the same time. Also, if you're in a position where you can become a patron, we would love for you to come on board and help to support the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. It's a very easy process. You click on the link. It's going to take you through the steps. We're talking about $5, $10, or $20 a month. If you're in a position where you can help us, if you see value in what we're doing, please make sure you become a patron. Again, patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, next position for our discussion is shortstop. Shortstop. That's usually kind of one of our uh, key positions that we look uh, for leadership. We look for athleticism. We look for all of the really athletic pieces like good arm and good mobility and, you know, things like that. That's often kind of like a, like a team leader type position. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we've talked about already is that shortstop is one of those positions that I think has all the glitz and glamour, zip and pip attached to it. You know, when we think about who are the best players on the team, who are the most complete athletes, who are the better ball players, shortstop is one of those places that we're always looking. And, you know, obviously when you think about the way the game is played, the shortstop position is vital. You know, you've got the shortstop's got tons and tons of responsibilities. As I said earlier in our discussion, I think the shortstop is a very important position, but I think it's kind of given a little bit of a overvaluation in some people's minds in comparison to some other positions it's very very important and you want to have a great shortstop if you can but it's also a message that we need to do a better job of getting out in the world that other positions are very important too and there's other spots on the field that if you're weak there having a great shortstop isn't going to overcome the fact that we're really weak in some other spots. Obviously, we'd like to eventually get to the point where a lot of us were as college coaches, where you can kind of look at your whole team and think, hey, we're pretty good everywhere. But shortstop, obviously, a very important position. So you mentioned earlier, you know, leadership is one thing about that position because there's a lot of responsibilities that go along with that position, whether it's cutoffs, relays, first and third plays, backing up certain situations, in some cases, you know, setting defenses and calling, you know, specific plays. So the shortstop in a lot of ways is, is in some cases, a lot of teams, like a coach on the field, somebody that you know, has that kind of designated leadership role and somebody that a lot of teams are really looking forward to tapping into their intangibles as much as their, their skills. No, those extra abilities, I think, Tori, are, are something that we're always looking for in our shortstop, right? Again, when they can take charge and do those things, it kind of creates a, a comfort for everybody around them. Um, but somebody has to. We could we could make it the second baseman's job or chore, but so often it does fall on uh, the shortstop position. Right. 
So specifically, what are some things the shortstop has to be good at? Well, range, ranginess, being able to cover some ground is a great place to start. So when we're thinking about how do we help our shortstops be more successful from a coaching perspective, building in as many opportunities as we possibly can to work on increasing range, side-to-side movement, whether it's you know just left and right or front and back, you know whether it's the drop step to go back and get that pop-up that's out over your shoulder out in the, out in the short outfield, um, whether it's you know getting a good jump coming in on the ball to get those you know slow rollers and those high hoppers coming through the infield or those little pop-ups out behind the pitcher. So I think ranginess, you know, quickness is a good place to start. Yeah, and again, like you said, footwork things, you know, like the speed and agility style footwork, jumping rope, agility ladders, things like that, either at the beginning or ending of practices, is good for everybody. But it might be uh, as much beneficial for them as anyone else on the field. We're all working on drop steps. We're all working on not crossing over and opening up to move from side to side and. Again, that shortstop position instinct, and if they anticipate well, if they can be moving before it's happening, they seem to be the ones that are like magic. How did they get there? Right. That, that was really amazing. But that's kind of just them putting two and two together and, and sharing with them an outside pitch. If it's hit to the shortstop side, it's probably going to be more up the middle on a right-handed batter. If it's an outside pitch, if it's an inside pitch, you know, they're going to either tear into it and pull it right at me or towards the third base side right you know so being able to anticipate some of those things i think are uh real important but practice and reps i mean we've we've got to give whether it's uh you know just a toss as part of our uh, warm-up routine so that they can open and work a backhand you know just little short short hops things like that they can get a lot of real quick reps just in in uh you know our our throwing warm-up routine right and then obviously the live stuff during uh regular practice off the bat i think is is great but um you can't replace practice and you know sometimes we struggle to get enough time but you've always been really good when we do camps and clinics to keep everybody busy and be efficient when we've got the kids together for an hour an hour and a half two hours whatever it is but being efficient at these practices, I think, is critical in their overall development. If everybody's kind of standing and watching one person do something, then it costs us all that moment. Right. But if we're all actually doing something, because we've taken some time to organize the practice prior to, to practice time, then um, I think we're letting everybody grow a little bit more efficiently. Right. So another skill that I think our shortstop definitely needs to be developing and increasing their confidence in is receiving the throws, whether it's steals at second or steals or pickoff plays at third, depending upon how you run your defense. You know, typically you're going to have your shortstop taking throws at both third and second. Um, you're going to have them involved in steals at both third and second. So you know, the footwork of getting there, how to set up when they get to the base, where their body should be positioned to receive the throw, and then gaining confidence that they can handle that throw that might be a little bit offline or a little bit in the dirt or a little bit of a short hop to adapt to it. Touched on the idea of practicing. So those are the kinds of things we need to make sure that we're building into our practice routine. We can have the catchers and shortstops working on receiving throws at second base as its whole little own part of practice. Those, you know, that one thing can be going on while you know, third basemen are doing their individual stuff on, over on one other place. Outfielders are doing some of their stuff someplace else. Um, again, trying to isolate and, and separate so that we can get a lot of this work done as quickly and efficiently as we possibly can. But receiving those throws, again, I think is is one of those things that's really crucial. 
the shortstop that's really savvy and can handle that throw that's not quite perfect and get us a couple more out on potential steals um, or pickoff plays over the course of the year, I think is going to pay really big dividends. So it's something we need to be investing time in. No, I think that's important too. And as you're saying that, Tori, it doesn't actually have to be from the catcher. If the catcher's arms are sore from, you know, a weekend of tournament or whatever, but we do need to give, you know, our middle infielders a little bit of footwork time that that throw could come from anybody. Right. Right. That's uh, obviously from home plate, but footwork for double plays, footwork for all those things, anticipating and knowing where I'm supposed to be on bunts, things like that, uh, again, have to be experienced in practice before we do them well in the game. Right. Another one you you just touched on the double plays. So footwork for the shortstop, you know, obviously being able to receive the throw, whether it's, you know, from another infielder or from the pitcher. But again, that's something that we need to be, you know, specifically working on. You know, one of the things that we used to do part of our almost uh, daily, you know, pre-practice routine was that the middle infielders would be isolated out and they would be doing their flips and their half throws and their backhands backhands and step throughs. And, you know, the whole time, you know, working on the timing and the footwork. And again, in the college setting, we had the benefit of two or three kids that all practiced at shortstop and two or three kids that practiced at second base. And so we could have a very fast-paced, boom, 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 action-packed where they're getting a whole lot of work on that stuff in in five or six or ten minutes. You know, sometimes thinking about isolating those things out again for little chunks of practice time so that they get a lot of reps and a lot of opportunities And I think the trap that we fall into is thinking the only way my shortstop can get better is if I'm hitting her balls from home plate and she's fielding them and making the plays. Well, if that's the way we're going to run practice, everybody else, as you said, is standing around watching her get that ground ball versus, you know, if the corner infielders are doing their thing, the middle infielders are doing their thing, the outfielders are doing something else, the pitchers are doing something else. And we can separate that stuff out really, really well. We used to do a lot of that kind of stuff as, as a, daily routine, you know, pitchers starting double plays. You know, how many times have we seen pitchers that the ball gets hit back to them and they have zero confidence throwing the ball any place on the field? Ends you know, up in center field. Or, or yeah. the only place they'll ever throw it is first base because that's the only place they ever practice. Well, there's no easier double play in the world to my book than a one six three. If the pitcher fields and throws it well, the ball doesn't spend hardly any time on the ground at all. As you're saying that, Tori, though, I'm imagining the pitcher having to throw to a base that a shortstop is going to be in a moment. Right, right? yeah, the timing and the, the yeah. confidence so and the rhythm. and yeah. They're not thrown to a person, they're thrown to where the person's going to be. Right, and so and, that's why we need to isolate this stuff out, because our shortstop has to have the experience to do it, and the pitcher has to have the confidence that the shortstop's going to be where she's supposed to be. Well, she's never <laughs> going to have that confidence if she hasn't seen her do it a few times. Right. And so she needs to do it a few times in practice. But so, you know, the footwork and things like that that go into that, those specific plays, you know, the double plays, the covering the steals, again, that's something that we need to do enough of that it starts to become second nature. Shortstop has the confidence that we know for sure the throw is not going to be perfect all the time. And so she's got to have enough experience with handling the low throw, the high throw, the one that's kind of taken her into the base runner, all those different kinds of things so that she feels more comfortable and confident that she can do it on game day. You know, and so then we also talked about the idea of, you know, back on balls, you know, communication between the shortstop and the third baseman, the shortstop in the left fielder, the shortstop, second baseman and center field. You know, we've all seen, even at the highest, highest levels, those balls that should be outs that aren't because players don't trust each other. They don't have confidence in each other. And again, that's something that we can isolate in practice. We can pick the 
shortstop, second baseman, and center fielder, and those three can spend 10 or 15 minutes working on something, you know, working on pop-ups and communication and bloopers and, and gaining confidence in each other, working on the, the rules of, you know, who calls when and how that, you know, who overrides who. If we do that at, you know, for 10 minutes at every practice, all of a sudden when that blooper gets hit in the game, it's not this like mystery of you who's going to do you, what. You take it. You take I it. Might. I've got it. I've yeah. got it. You go. Me, mine. Blah, 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 right? So yeah. do we want to have a whole bunch of kids standing around watching me try to hit a pop-up out there in the devil's triangle? Or are we going to, I'm going to be tossing pop-ups in the devil's triangle from behind shortstop or behind second base or whatever, or behind the pitcher's mound, you know, creating the opportunities for the players to work on that stuff over and over and over again. You know, the one thing that we've touched on, I think that this discussion and as we work our way around the field has really been a positive one, that every position has different skills and requirements. Now, there's some stuff that is universal across all positions. Throwing and catching. Throwing and catching, you know, fielding a basic ground ball, whether you're the shortstop or you're the third baseman, isn't really very much different. You know, one feels like it gets there a little bit faster. But the most fundamental footwork, all that kind of stuff, that's going to be you know across the board. And obviously, we want to spend some time on that. But the third baseman drop-stepping and covering third is way different than the shortstop sliding over from short to cover third. And if we think that they both are going to know how to do each of those without working on it a lot... Because we talked about it. Yeah, we're going to be in big trouble. Well, you know, turn two. Well, okay, turn two is a great strategy. And obviously in the game of fast pitch softball, we've seen the double play become much more prevalent. It happens a lot more now than it did back in the day because we emphasize it more. We practice it more. If we want our middle infielders to have total confidence in each other, what's the slickest thing ever? You know, like you see these ESPN top 10 plays, you know, when the, when the college games are on, you'll see at least one in the top 10 every night where the shortstop dives makes this amazing stop, and without even looking, without even knowing for sure where, the, where she's going, she's flipping the ball to the second baseman, and the second baseman knows. She's just going to be there. And the shortstop knows that it's all going to, that I can run this play, I can take this risk, because I've practiced this with this person enough that when I'm flipping this ball with barely even knowing for sure where I'm at, that she's going to be doing what she's supposed to be doing to make it work. You know, to me, that really cool stuff we have to practice it if we want to get good at it. If we ever want to be able to see it, you know, the old, you have to practice amazing if you want to play amazing. Well, some of this stuff isn't really any harder than setting time aside to make sure that you work on it. So for our shortstops, obviously the fundamental skills, but we're going to work on hard on trying to help them increase their range, gain confidence in their ability to handle the throws at the different places, make sure that we're working really hard on communication between them and the other players that they're going to be involved in with the pop-ups and the bloopers and the, and the dinkers. And then obviously we want to work on the you know, relays, cutoffs, you know, that kind of stuff to make sure that as the leader of the infield, that they know where they're supposed to be, that they're confident that when that ball gets hit in the gap, they know what their job is, they know where they're supposed to be going, and that they're going to be going to the right place over and over again. So we need to share and talk about it as coaches, all these little for instances and things that should happen because as the game gets more like it it's supposed to when the kids the pitchers hit their spots when um, change-ups are really change up what should happen often does so right anticipating and being uh you know one step ahead i think is a big part of being a great shortstop yeah. or any player right but the shortstop position because we're we're asking them to do a lot, a lot. You know, it is yeah. an important position 
So we have to make sure that we're doing everything we can to, to prepare them to handle all these different responsibilities because it's not just pick it up and throw it across to the first baseman. There's a whole lot more going yeah. on. Yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap up number 209. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, ideas, uh, things you want us to talk about in the future, please make sure you send us an email. It's either everything fastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Coach Don and I love talking about stuff that you're interested in. we got a couple more positions to cover before we've finished up the field. If you have ideas or things that uh, are happening in your team practices, your training, things like that, that you think would be beneficial for us to offer some insight, the best way to make us aware is to email us. And uh, we're certainly happy to talk about the stuff that you're interested in. Also want to make sure you, that you go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs there. They're $49.95 a dozen. And we certainly advocate everybody getting a set of the square cuts training discs. You also have access there to the YouTube channel and the uh, blog post. There's tons and tons of information available. So that's going to wrap up episode number 209 for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis. This is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.